and welcome to another episode of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news and gossip. I'm Marnie Dixit and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-hosts, Sam Rose. Hello. And Stephanie Tso. Hello. I said hello for the first time. I usually say hey. I feel weird. Anyway. Oh, yeah. just trying something different out. Mm. I don't do that. I say the same things. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on the show, we're back with more royal news off the back of Prince Philip's funeral. A bit of shock from the US Bachelor world. We've also got a recap of the MAPS finale. Plus, Is It Worth It is back and heaps more. So let's get into your pop fix where we fill you in on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. We spoke about Prince Philip's death last week and with the funeral over the weekend, we thought we'd do a little update on everything that went down there because it was a lot. All eyes were on the royal family. It was hectic. Did you guys watch any of it? No. no. Um, No. I just saw all these stories coming out analysing like where where William sat and where Harry sat. I'm like, stop it. It's too much. Let these people grieve. I saw the photos of the Queen sitting in the church by herself. Aww. Yeah, that was sad. And that really yeah. felt sad. Yeah. Um, Especially when people kept overlaying it with really sad quotes. I know. Everyone was really like working working that picture. <laughs> and then I also saw stuff about Kate Middleton, but I don't wanna I don't know, maybe you're gonna talk about us, so I'm not gonna say anything right now. Alrighty. Well, I will say that I did watch it. I tried my hardest to stay up, but I also had to get up in the morning to report on it. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And then it was like two hymns in that were in the chapel. And I was like, no, (laughs) I can't can't handle all the hymns. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So obviously one of the biggest stories to come out of the funeral and everything was the fact that Prince Harry was flying in for it and he would be, coming to the UK for the first time to reunite with his family since that very big Oprah Winfrey interview that we dissected a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of kerfuffle around what the men who would be walking behind Prince Philip's coffin would wear because everyone except for Harry and Andrew, Prince Andrew, would have been wearing military outfits if things were normal. But because Harry had given up his his military titles recently, he wouldn't have been allowed to wear that and neither would Prince Andrew because I think he's not like a senior royal anymore. Because, yeah, you know, he he's did like some a, fucked up shit. Creepo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good way to put it. So apparently Prince Andrew kicked up a big stink about it, and the Queen was like, "Yeah, mm, no. okay, you're all wearing the same suit. How's that? No one gets to wear it now." Yeah. So they were all matching, and then there was the fact that Harry and William were split up with their cousin in between them. Which, so originally it was believed that the Queen decided that. Then it was said that Philip actually decided that. Now there's reports that it was William who suggested it, so they didn't take away the attention from the funeral like that was ever going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like putting a cousin between them would took away the attention more. Like if they just sat together, people were like, oh, yay, the brothers are sitting together. Yeah. So, I mean, it was quite sad, though, I thought, watching that procession. I think that was actually the bit that, like, made me kind of... Not that I was super emotional about it, but that felt really sad, Um, especially because the last time they did that was for their mum and it was Philip who had convinced them to do it by saying, if I do it, will you do it? And, oh, my God, Prince Charles, I don't know if you guys saw photos of him or video, he was absolutely devastated. Really? He looked so sad. I felt so terrible for him. His face was red. He had tears coming down. It was, yeah, it was really sad. Um, it's been reported by the Mail Online on Sunday that Harry experienced a great deal of frostiness from many of the royal family. Frostiness. Frostiness. That Ironically, sounds appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> the only one who has expressed any sympathy towards him is Prince Andrew, one insider said. Okay. Sources said... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did stop talking there? about him? I just don't. <laughs> it's not Sources. normal. Sorry. He's, yeah, he's not. Uh, sources said that the family was still very upset, but they were putting on a united front for the Queen. After the ceremony, Twitter users were overjoyed to see Harry, William and Kate all talking together as though they had reconciled. And a lip reader, I love the effort that some of these publications have gone to, a lip reader has apparently said that Prince William said, yes, it was great, wasn't it? To which Harry replied, it was as he wanted. The lip reader also claims Prince William said to his brother, absolutely beautiful service, eh? The music. 
Oh my goodness. It's creepy when people go to that level of trying to figure out what went on. Like, just stop. So while fans were ecstatic, you know, everything was back to normal. They were the, what did did they call them? The the fab? I mean, there was four of them with Megan, but now not so much. They were the fab four, whatever, blah, Mm. blah, blah. Fab free? Um, Fab free? (laughs) Say it like. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, one source told The Mirror it will take a long time to heal on all sides, but the initial signs are encouraging. It is very much hoped that this is a turning point. Another added, it's no secret tensions have been running incredibly high of late, not to mention the brothers have barely uttered a word to each other in many months. Perhaps with the Duke's passing and their grandmother's call for unity, it could be the catalyst for a renewed relationship. Everyone certainly hopes so. A royal aide added that their wounds are still very raw. There is a realisation that everyone does need to reach some some form of resolution, if only for the Queen, who has said it is her wish that the family comes together. Speaking of the Queen, as we mentioned before, those photos of her sitting by herself, so sad because there could only be 30 people in the chapel because of coronavirus restrictions. Mm. And she had to sit by herself because it was only family. There was one person who was not a royal who was at the chapel, and that was this good friend of Philip's who he made um, in the 90s. He taught her carriage riding or something, and she's like 30 years his junior, but oh, wow. they were very good friends apparently. So only households could sit together, and there was no one from her household there. Oh. So isn't that sad? Um, it's believed that she was carrying some treasured mementos from her marriage to Philip in her handbag included uh, a white pocket square and a photo of them together in Malta where they lived as newlyweds. That's so sad. Um, It is also believed that she had a private moment with Philip before the funeral, which was her her final moment alone with him after 73 years of marriage. God, that's a long time. That's so long. I know, so sad. She will actually be celebrating her 95th birthday this Wednesday, but she will do so privately as she's still in her two-week mourning period. And it's been reported that even before Philip's death, she didn't really want any big sort of fanfare for her fanfare for her birthday because she wanted to focus on Philip's 100th birthday on June 10. Oh, oh man. Okay, another weird thing, though. <laughs> there was a topless protester outside... <laughs> outside in front of a crowd near Windsor Castle. So she ran onto the road okay. and she shouted, yeah. she shouted, save the planet, before <laughs> promptly being removed. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I think, I think that that is all of uh, the royal news that I can uh, share. So it's yeah, really sad and then there was a lot of titty, yeah. essentially. Mm. Yeah. They're saying, a lot of people are saying that Kate is, you know, sort of um, rising up the ranks because she's like the person who's getting Harry and William to talk and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all speculation. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea, really. I honestly don't even know that I have that much interest in like all of that anymore. It was kind of weird though, don't you think? Like it. It was such a small funeral and obviously there was a lot of, you know, military stuff going on, but it kind of felt like we shouldn't be watching. I guess they, they are a public family, so we see their Probably weddings. Intimate. We see, like, they, they like, have to come out after mm. giving birth, which I think yeah. is insane, and show off their yeah, baby. Yeah, we've spoken about that before, yeah. Yeah, and then, so I guess the funeral stuff makes sense. But, yeah, I think the whole lip reading aspect that people do is far too much to be honest and now i mean maybe when the the queen turns 95 you were saying maybe we'll talk about the royals again then but now i think just let them have some time you know that there's going to be a story coming out soon about harry not going back to uk going back to la straight away or he does go back to la straight away because he might stay for the queen's birthday or he might just try to get home straight away to megan who knows? And then he has to come back in July for that memorial for Diana. I think we mentioned that a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, true. So yeah. yeah, and then there's also have they spoken much about um, like what did Megan do 
uh, like to kind of commemorate yes, the so event? Yes, so I think that she had a wreath made. I think that Prince Harry chose the flowers for it and then she left a little message and that was in the chapel. Um, mm. I've not seen... Well, I mean, I've seen some people on, like, morning TV kind of trashing Megan for not flying, and I'm like, but she's so pregnant. Oh, my God, she's pregnant. She's but pregnant. otherwise, do you know what? I haven't actually seen that much trashing, which is good. That is good. And hmm. not what I expected. Yeah, agreed. I yeah. think that there was a lot of uh, people were more looking at Harry and Will. Fair. I was. I was, like... I mean, I didn't look too much at it, to be honest. Like I said, I wasn't hugely, I was like, I wasn't hugely fascinated in all of it just because I thought, you know, it's a funeral, like they need time to, to grieve. But I was interested to see, because obviously they have this reputation of being quite stoic and like yeah. I was interested to see if there was going to be any kind of major display of emotion. So I did see pictures of Charles yeah and yeah it was sad but it was almost like kind of you know sweet to see like yeah it was um but no one else really yeah and it makes me think back to the photos of diana's funeral and i've only seen photos i've not ever watched that but you know even yeah william and harry they they were very stoic there was nothing they weren't really showing Mm -hmm. any emotion or anything it's so Oh, I can't. I can't even imagine what it would have been like for those kids. Yeah, it's like they—they're they're not yeah. allowed to be human. Okay, so uh, another uh, fairly sad story. I'm afraid this actually really got me. This one. Um, so over the weekend, we heard the the news that actor Helen McCrory. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, she died at the age of 52 after battling cancer something that I don't think many people knew she was going through. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Her husband, Damien Lewis, and I'm actually embarrassed to say I did not know that they were together. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't know they were together either. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, now that I do know, I'm like, oh, God, I love them as a couple. Like, they they looked really happy together. I I did a lot of... um, Anyway, sorry, that's an aside, but... Yes, her husband, Damien Lewis, he announced the news with a moving message over social media. He wrote, I'm heartbroken to announce that after an heroic battle with cancer, the beautiful and mighty woman that is Helen McCrory has died peacefully at home, surrounded by a wave of love from friends and family. She died as she lived, fearlessly. God, we love her and know how lucky we are to have had her in our lives. She blazed so brightly. Go now, little one, into the air and thank you. That last line really just gives me chills. Oh, yes. I have got goosebumps right now. I think I've never heard anyone in a public statement about, you know, the passing of someone say thank you. And I think that's beautiful to thank thank them for, for who they were, their life. Oh, I just love it so much. And I think it reveals a lot about their relationship and how much he respected her and loved her definitely yeah it was so poetic yeah yeah it was really touching yeah so if you know mccrory she's best known for playing the roles of uh narcissa malfoy in harry potter so that's draco's mum and also bellatrix lestrange's sister um Mm. and more recently she's quite um well known for her portrayal of polly gray or Aunt Pole in Peaky Blinders. I'm a huge Peaky Blinders fan, fan just of recent, like it's a recent discovery of mine. And I have to just say, she is absolutely phenomenal in that series. She is just like this absolute powerhouse. I adore her. She plays um, the matriarch of this Birmingham based gang, the Peaky Blinders. And she's just basically, she kind of just, runs that show really she's well. a bad bitch she is the epitome of a bad bitch oh she's so is tough. that show still going like yeah it is it has another season how to they go will continue yeah i'm not sure so they had delays i believe because of like everybody did because of covid um and 
I'm not sure what the what the plan is going to be there. What they're gonna what they're gonna do. I would assume that they have known. Yeah. So maybe there's been something put into place. But yeah, I didn't say anything um, said about that. What what's coming for the show? Because it's been I want to say seven seasons. This might be the seventh around that. So it's been running for a, a while, and she's a very key part of that series. So. Man, they're gonna they're gonna do some really sad episode, probably. Probably, because basically she keeps all these kind of you know cowboy gangster <laughs> boys in line, <laughs> and um, she's the she's the yeah the the mother figure to all of them. So it's gonna be major. Yeah, um, I'm sure they'll send her off in in some really moving way, but um. Her co-star, actually, I'm also not sure if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but Killian. <laughs> Killian. Okay, thank you for telling me in advance. <laughs> I told myself I was going to look that up before I had to say <laughs> this, and then I didn't, so that's good. Anyway, Full G. Killian Murphy, he plays Tommy Shelby. He's the star of the show, and he's also incredible. But he gave a statement on Macquarie's passing. She said He said she was... Um, she was a gifted actor, fearless and, magnific- and magnificent. She elevated and made humane every scene, every character she played. It was a privilege to have worked with this brilliant brilliant woman, to have shared so many laughs over the years. I would dearly miss my pal. My love and thoughts are with Damien and her family. Oh, that's really nice too. Yeah. It says a lot about her, about the kind of person she was when people can write such moving I know yeah she seemed very very well loved um yeah yeah, her and her husband were married for 14 years and they they have two children together so it's a sad loss I feel I feel for them they must be young the children yeah early teens right wow I saw that um he shared this amazing tribute in the Sunday Times he wrote this huge Killian. What was that? Her husband or ha- yeah, Damien. Yeah, yeah. Um, I grabbed a few paragraphs. I w- like it was really quite long, um, mm. but it was really beautiful. He said, "Helen was an even more brilliant person than she was an actress. She was a people person. Sure, I'm much more interested in who I'm with than where I am." She would say, and innately wanted to share. But she also lived by the principle of kindness and generosity that you put these things out into the world to make it better, to make people feel better. I've never known anyone so consciously spread happiness to say please and thank you and you're so kind as much as she did. Even when dying in her last few days, when talking to our wonderful carers, she repeatedly said thank you so much in her half delirious state. Helen's kindness, one, one nurse at the Royal Marsden told me once, they actually looked forward to Helen coming in because she made their day better asked how they were, cared about their home lives, spread joy, made them laugh. Helen would say, well, their job's much more difficult than mine. And she was dying. Gosh. Mm. Uh, There's there's more. Already I miss her. She has shone more brightly in the last months than you would imagine even the brightest star could shine. In life too, we had to rise to meet her, but her greatest and most exquisite act of bravery and generosity has been oh gosh sorry it's emotional it is Mm. has been to normalize her death she's shown no fear no bitterness no self-pity jesus only armed us with the courage to go on and insisted that no one be sad because she is happy oh it's beautiful yeah well i read that and i cried before as well but yeah yeah it's 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 really um it's powerful and it's not really something that I think we don't really read statements like that very often at all. No. So it's a really um, raw and like honest look into their relationship. And it's so kind of it's I feel like it's really generous of him to share that insight with all of us. Totally. It's it's um, it's beautiful and not something that we see a lot. Yeah, I, to- I agree. And I, I've. I don't know much about either of them, to be honest. But seeing Marnie, you're so moved. I'm 
I'm feeling pretty emotional about it too. And I think it was just the Steph, words. I think you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, for sure. Like, I and don't know much about them either, but no, their relationship just. I'm so it's sad so for him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 And I think you're you're right, Steph. It's that generosity that he lets us see into that relationship, that perspective. I think it makes it yeah more moving. Yeah. So. Everybody should watch Peaky Blinders. And yeah, I think I will now. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think you should. Like, um, I don't know, see a little bit more of the art you put into the world and, I don't know, pay a tribute that way maybe. Apologies for crying. Oh, no, no don't God. Don't apologise. Oh, no, I've cried before on good. this show, so. <laughs> yeah, we're honest on this show. Moving on to... An upcoming film, The House of Gucci. It's biographical. Uh, I think it's even, well, technically a crime film because it's based on a book called The House of Gucci, incoming very long title. So it's The House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed. I'm in. (laughs) You can't have a title like that and be shit. Yeah, Yeah, for (laughs) sure. And on top of that, it's being directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, so it's going to be good, yeah. right? It has exactly. to. And also, it stars Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Driver. So, you know, sounds amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, the film follows the real-life murder of Maurizio Gucci. Steph, tell me if I'm butchering anything. That's <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, and that is played by... Uh, He is played by Adam Driver, who was the former head of the Gucci fashion house. Maurizio was shot dead in 1995 by a hitman in Milan. His wife, Patricia, played by Lady Gaga, served 18 years in prison after being convicted for the murder. Mm-hmm. And this was pretty recent because she was only released in 2016 oh, I from did prison. not know this story. I had no until idea reading either. about this film. Neither I did I. I'm like, what's with all these... Fat, fat, why can't I speak fashion? <laughs> what with all these fashion houses having this like yeah. low key, not low key, high key scandal murder? <laughs> and yeah. why are they all Italian? Can we kind of calm down with the stereotype? <laughs> Can you inform us as to why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mafia. No, <laughs> Mafia. <laughs> Literally. Um, so I think, like the three of us, many people are excited to see this whole story play out on the big screen. But the Gucci family is said to be very disappointed. So Patrizia Reggiani, who is being portrayed by Lady Gaga, the lady who... Can uh, I just interject for yep. one second? Yep. Her name is so similar to one of my cousin's oh. names. <laughs> <laughs> so when I read about this, because I also didn't know about this story, and when I read it, I won't say my cousin's full name just in case, but um, it's very similar. And I was like, this is odd. <laughs> I read it and I thought that I read her name and I was like, what? That's so <laughs> anyway, funny. it was what my cousin. Did, I'm not related. Cousin <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your cousin is Lady Gaga? Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So Steph's cousin, who's being portrayed by <laughs> Lady Gaga in the film, told the Associated Press that she is worried the film, quote, goes beyond the headline-grabbing true crime story and pries into the private lives of the Guccio Gucci heirs. Uh, she said, I speak on behalf of the family, which, by the way, does sound very, like... You know, mafia almost mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Capital T, capital F. Family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are stealing the identity of a family to make profit, to increase the income of the Hollywood system. Our family has an identity, privacy. We can talk about everything, but there is border. there is a borderline that cannot be crossed. Patricia said that she contacted Ridley Scott's wife, Giannina Faccio. I may have butchered that. I apologize. Uh, to that means face. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so she contacted his wife to receive clarification on the scope of the film, but has not yet received a reply. Okay, but like, why the wife? Is the wife because, involved? Because um, 
Yeah. Sort of. Not in this, but the uh, she was going to work with the Gucci family on a project, like, I think 10 years ago. Okay. So they so have some kind of relationship. She's got an in. Okay. Because oh, I was okay. like, yes. uh, if anyone was to ask me about Kieran's work, I'd be like, I don't know. Nanya. Uh-huh. Nanya uh-huh. business. <laughs> I feel like it, it just sounded like, have you seen um, A Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yes. When they're like, the man is the head of the house. <laughs> But the wife is the neck, which turns yes. the head into the direction. I'm like, maybe that's why. Maybe you know? that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah true, true. Could, could very well be. Um, so Patricia is also disappointed that Lady Gaga hasn't reached out to get to know her um, and said that any good actor should get to know the person they are portraying, which I think is fair. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. No. Mm. Um, but it doesn't end there. She also has gripes with the fact that Al Pacino is being cast to play... Guccio Gucci, the founder oh, of Gucci. And she said, quote, my grandfather was a very handsome man, like all the Guccis, and very tall, blue eyes, and very elegant. He is being portrayed by Al Pacino, who is not very tall already, and this photo shows him as fat, short, with sideburns, really ugly. Shameful, because he doesn't resemble him at all. And I think she even said, um, about Jared Leto being in the film, that it's horrible, very yeah. horrible. <laughs> She did. Um, so with all that information on the table, uh, mm-hmm. what do you two think? Are you still excited to see this movie? Or Yeah, I think it sounds so interesting. And, <laughs> like, I do I do agree with what she's saying, that, like, maybe Lady Gaga should have been in touch. But I guess, you know, Adam Driver couldn't really get in touch with his guy. Um, so he's off the hook a little bit. But come on, Lady Gaga. You know, when does the story – this is the question that I was kind of thinking – when does the story stop being yours and become everyone else's? That's a very good question. Mm. I don't expect you to answer it. That was just a thought that I had. Um, but yeah, I I do think it's weird to not reach out to the family at all, especially if they've said that the book that it's based on is already quite inaccurate. Mm, so exactly, I, I very much can't wait to see the film. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm very excited. I just did a quick Google of Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Was he handsome? <laughs> Would we call him handsome? <laughs> Would we? Would we? Oh, okay. Listeners, while you're having a listen to this episode, Google along with us. Honestly, this is the first picture that came up. I don't know if oh, you guys want to yeah, look no. at Al Pacino yes. makes sense. It does. And also, sorry, but if, if like, Al Pacino is portraying you, I think that is, like, That's a huge amazing. privilege. I yeah. think that, um, I, I actually think that Al Pacino is playing Aldo Gucci. Oh, my fault. Who is skinnier than that man. Okay. If but is he, does he, does he look similar to him? Uh, Aldo Gucci. No. Okay, yeah, no, he, he was skinny. He does have a bit of, you know, like mm. in his heyday, he was probably oh. all right. Yes, he's Gucci or Gucci's son. Nah, would... so, yeah, I'm looking him up and he's he's also not like, he's not someone that would be an odd choice, like someone that Al Pacino could not portray. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I think... It is, like you've both said, it, it is kind of weird to not engage the family. But there are many actors who don't reach out to to the, the person that they're portraying just because... They don't want to ruin their, their thought of the character as well, right? Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a character. It's, a, yeah. it's, a do, it's not a documentary. So they want to kind of portray it in a, in a way that suits the, the narrative of the story. So I don't know. Like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can see how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know, like, I think, I th- like, I think that it's all, if it's all public information, it's rough. I, like, I, I know that I wouldn't necessarily like it to happen to my family, but. But this it, is what happens if you kill someone. Exactly. And you go to prison. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that you can be like, you're stealing our heritage or uh, I think oh, I made that identity identity like, how sorry about you don't kill people 
Yeah, it's like no one's stealing anything. The information is readily available. And so stealing's I think... not as bad as killing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Unless Just, this is it's a big a... thing we're stealing. Then maybe. A life. <laughs> yeah, stealing a life, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of what could be big enough, but I can't. Yeah, a life, that's it. Yeah. No, I, so I, I don't know. I think that there's like a little bit of... Sorry, bro, that's the situation. Like, I don't know. Um, but I'm but I'm very interested. I know this this happened recently with another with another oh, with um the Jennifer Lopez stripper. Oh, the hustlers. Yeah, hustlers. she didn't get to know her. Which, you know, in both situations, why would you not want to meet these people? Like uh, like this woman mm. killed, like hired a hitman. If I was Lady Gaga, I'd be like, I need to understand you, just yeah. a little bit, oh, just I a can, little bit. I would too. Maybe it's a thing that if it's quite a strong personality, then they're gonna be like, this is how you're gonna play me. Yeah, <laughs> true. And you don't want to engage in that, and then it could get like legal. Of... They could sue you for some. Re- Who knows? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Like maybe they they don't trust the person is going to portray their true kind of self. I I really don't know. There's like I think there's a lot of things to kind of consider in the decision. So, um, yeah. But it looks really good, and you know I'm not expecting it to be a documentary. So I'm just excited to watch it, all the drama, and see my cousin. See la familia, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So pretty big news out of Bachelor Nation from the USA. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of it at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But former Batchy, Colton Underwood, has come out as gay. The 29-year-old... I was honestly very shocked. I didn't what? watch the show with him or anything. I had heard his name thrown around on like E News or whatever. But yeah. when I like picked up my phone and saw like a TMZ alert being like former bachelor comes out as gay, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wasn't. You wasn't? I hadn't. Okay, because really? I didn't. Know, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. But you the obviously thing- do. It, yeah, I know him personally. I know yeah, him very well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> no, he's a, he's her other cousin. Yeah. No, I, I, I watched the show. I didn't – it's not like I was watching the show thinking, could this guy be gay? It hadn't yeah. crossed my mind at all. No, why would it? Yeah, yeah. but when I, when I heard the news, I went, that makes sense. Okay. Interesting. Um, just because – and I'll get, I'll, I'll get into this a little bit later um, in, more, in more depth, but because there were quite a few – um odd occurrences throughout his series and and oh, afterwards tell oh i will i'll tell yeah. don't worry <laughs> um but yeah basically as everybody knows the 29 year old he he opened up about his sexuality during an interview on good morning america stating that i'm gay and i came to t- terms with this earlier this year and have been processing it basically he spoke with Robin Roberts about how the past year has been a big time of reflection for him and, you know, the whole world and how after spending so much time running from and hating himself, he's finally come to a place where he's accepted his truth. I don't know. Have you guys seen the footage of the interview? I saw that snippet. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I, I read that and I was like, that's, that that's really sad that he was like hating himself and yeah absolutely um the the footage of it though like if you watch it he's obviously quite emotional it's um it feels like quite an intimate moment to watch i um i've really felt for him yeah seeing it so yeah he seemed really nervous because obviously he's coming out to Mm. the entire world and the Bachelor obviously is huge everywhere, but in the States, it's like another level. They are not kind of so much regarded as, you know, D-listers 
it's oh interesting yeah they're, they're they're huge they have major followings they do here too but it's different i don't know australians kind of are like okay fake celebrities reality yeah. tv yeah, yeah yeah whereas once they kind of go into bachelor nation it's this major thing and they will be hanging out with regular celebrities it's just and dating real oh, celebrities wow. afterwards sometimes yeah that happens a lot yeah so they often go off go on to have pretty lucrative careers and yeah it's just a huge zeitgeist like people are obsessed with it um and also this is just a thing that i'm just kind of realizing now well not realizing but just remembering it's quite attached to religion the bachelor bachelor. yeah really yes so not in a way that's really like obvious and yeah it's not done that like you know, The Bachelor, sponsored by the God. Lord. It's, yeah. <laughs> by Jesus. <laughs> um, but if you watch it, like, there's a lot of, you know, Southern Christian people that are on that show. Interesting. And there is a lot of talk about God. Like, wow. a lot throughout. Oh. Yeah. It's, they will, oh. you know, be praying for the right outcome and you know, finding their person and, like, even at the end, like, people will be like, you know, I'm going to thank God for for this experience and for bringing me my person. It's – in every season I've watched, that's been a theme. I'm picturing especially, like, a blonde southern girl being like, oh, I just want to thank God for for letting me be here today. Um, They're 22. Yeah. (laughs) It's – honestly, that's what it is. They're 22 and they're like – Oh, jeez. I'm just ready to find my husband. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to even try to do the, the accent. I did a bad job. I'm really bad at accents, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to try. But, yeah, they're like, you know, I'm at a place now. I'm ready. I want to have babies. Like, oh, my gosh. And then they probably leave The Bachelor and they get out into the real world and they're like, damn, what was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like even in the celebrity world in the U.S., like, religion's pretty huge. Like Chris well, Pratt and people like that. Yeah, Justin the Bieber. states is very conservative in a lot of places, so it's mm. not Unusual. surprising. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's like very religious, God and so is everywhere. God is everywhere. <laughs> so when, um, yeah, when when you watch these shows, it's it's like a very clear thing that comes through. I would watch it in New York with my roommates and be like. Baby, just come to New York and have a good time with us. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be getting married at <laughs> this age. You're 22. <laughs> anyway. Oh, baby. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, but with that considered, right, a lot of these people are deeply religious and so there would be a very difficult hurdle attached to that, I would imagine, for someone like Colton and the confusion that would come with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he spoke about the scary reality that at one point he would have rather died than admit that he was gay but now thankfully he's accepted himself and he's you know he said that he's the happiest and healthiest that he's ever been which is which is lovely so like I mentioned I watched his season of The Bachelor and it was very interesting because there was a huge focus on um this idea that he was a virgin before. Yes. Oh. yes and just yes. quickly, how long ago was his season? Was it two years ago? 2019? I So fairly I recent. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very recently. Um, it was a huge deal on the show. They constantly spoke about his virginity. It got very old and – but they were obsessed with it. And he just had said that it was a thing that he just had never – kind of he had just never kind of come to that point yet and it had never happened and he was too busy with work he was a footballer he was too busy I was about to say Mm. he was in the NFL and he wait yeah is that what it is over there well, yeah, sorry, I just had a, like a weird... Yeah. There are There's a lot of there are a lot of, so lot of letters. <laughs> it's in the ABC. <laughs> 26 of them. Um, yeah, yeah, which is kind of a shock. And he's like a he's a good-looking guy, you would think. 
But obviously he was yeah, very confused. Yeah, it he makes didn't know what was going sense on. now that there was obviously sense. something underlying there that didn't feel right to him. And um, also, so at the end, The Bachelor in America, they always get engaged at the end. Really? That is what happens. Yes. So did he get engaged? No. So that was another element that was quite interesting. Whereas to us, we're like, this is normal to not get engaged at this point. But anyway, so he went through the whole process and there was one girl, Cassie, who he connected with the most. And... He basically said to her, I want to choose you, which you know how like early on, um, there was still a few girls left. It wasn't like the very, oh, very beginning, wow. but the, I think there was still about four or five girls left. Awkward. Yeah. Which as you know, does not happen in the Australian one. It's very, there's strict rules. You're not allowed to say, yeah, not allowed, yeah. allowed to say, I love you. They say, I love you very like, to anyone on this, um, in they'll be like i love you and then the bachelor or bachelorette will be like thank you for sharing that <laughs> yeah it's not like that in states it's a free-for-all so wow. anyway he basically was like to her i want to choose you and she was saying that she wasn't going to be ready to be engaged at the end which is like crazy you know three months you've known him as if you're not ready come on babe <laughs> you've probably been on two dates with him yeah so she chose to leave. Oh. What? Yeah, she chose to leave because she said, I can't get engaged to you, so I have to leave. Wow. Bold of her to think he was going to ask. <laughs> I know you're saying that they always do. But but, like... but he, he had to. That's the rules. Like, what? That's it's a what, rule? Basically. It's a fucked up rule. I know. But basically that's what happens. They always get engaged. Oh, so well, she I'm said, I'm not going to be leave. ready, so I need to leave. And he was like, don't leave. Like, I want to choose you. <laughs> and she was like, I'm freaked out. So she left. And then he ended the show. He literally jumped over a fence and ran away. What? <laughs> like, he, that's how, what? Wait, what? Why am I hearing about this two years later? Oh, guys, you got to watch it. Oh. It's like great television. <laughs> that is amazing. There is literal footage of him jumping over a fence and running down the street. He just and I bet away. he does it very athletically. Yeah. And then like the host, <laughs> the host is like 46 and he's like, oh, God. oh and he doesn't, he's not going to try to jump over. He's just like, Toulouse. he should oh have. Oh, gosh. Nah, he would have done his ACL. <laughs> so anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there was also like that kind of side of things that, he ended the show before it was meant. He didn't continue. So wait, so they're forced to get engaged, but he's allowed to just end the show. Those well, rules I mean, don't add up to me. I guess if it's the first time it's ever happened, they're like, sweet, we're going to get really good ratings from this. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of a thing. But he, I don't know. Like, what were they going to just drag him back? But so what happened? Voice. So should he just leave? And that was the end. He left the show. No. So then there was like a reunion thing that came back later. We were like, that's the end. <laughs> um, they came back and he had gone back to Cassie. be with her. Yeah. And they they were together. They got together and they said they're just going to date for a while. And they were sort of you like happy for a minute. But then they broke up. And it at first seemed very amicable. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, we'll love each other forever. Until it um, wasn't. Until it wasn't. And then she took out a restraining order against him. Oh. Hmm. This is why I'm like, he was obviously very confused because if he is gay, why is he stalking, like allegedly stalking and harassing her? What's going on there? I don't know what happened there because it's all kind of a bit muddied, you know, in the end she um she had she had the um why can't I think of words I've just the restraining, the restraining order? order reversed yeah and um she did it in a way where she couldn't do it again she couldn't reinstate it yeah which was interesting so I have this no is idea so bizarre. this is all yeah. of this is so bizarre and am I correct in thinking he's getting a reality tv show as well 
after all of this? I don't know, but my question was, do you think that they're going to give him another run as the first gay bachelor? (gasps) I feel like he didn't give them the ending that everyone deserves. That's why they will. They know that's why they will, because people will be outraged. He doesn't deserve it, but they'll still, like, tune in. No, yeah, definitely. definitely. I... Don't know if you're saying that it's all very religious. I don't know if America is ready for this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it took them what twenty something seasons to get a black lead. Yeah, but not that that's to do with religion. That's just racism. But yeah. um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I yeah. Obviously, there needs to be a kind of a duty of care here. I don't know about the, what happened there with the restraining order and his behaviour and all of that. Like, I mean, you don't want to kind of be endorsing that behaviour. Yeah. yeah, true, true. Um, but it all does seem very complicated and I'm not sure. So it's it's interesting and it does sort of highlight a lot of things. Well, it does answer a lot of questions that his series created. So... What do you guys think? I There's a lot in there. Speechless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I, I reckon, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be on TV again. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if, if America's ready for that. Uh, like, mm. middle America? You no, think? They'll, they'll, they'll protest exactly. the shit out of it. I think um, he'll yeah. definitely get his own... Well, like a spin-off? Yeah, I think he'll get something, either more interviews um, or some kind of little series and it'll be there for a hot minute and then it will fade away. But, yeah, that whole, like, him needing a restraining order, yeah, you don't want to endorse that. But then again, producers don't care about people's well-being, do they? Really? Mm. Yeah, not entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild, but I hope um, everyone in this story is doing well. And <laughs> so sweet of that, me. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's been a journey for everybody. <laughs> it's been so, wild. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that everybody's sort of at a place where they're doing okay. Alrighty, we'll be back in just a moment for Is It Worth It and Reality Roundup. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Popfix Podcast or search for us on Facebook. You'll find us. If you search PopFix podcast, that is. Um, that was awkward. All right. Back soon. <laughs> BRB. You're listening to PopFix and it's time for Is It Worth It? Sama has been to the cinema. What did you see? I have. I've, I don't want to rub it in if people aren't going out, but I sure mm. went to the movies. Um... Saturday night, I went to see Nobody, which is actually receiving quite good reviews. Um, Yeah, I've heard that it's been doing all right. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of surprising. So I'll tell you a bit about it first. So the film stars Bob Odenkirk, who plays Hutch Mansell, who is a former killer for a quote-unquote three-lettered agency. Um, this film is kind of the same genre as Taken, um, and many reviews allege it pretty much follows the plot of John Wick. Um, Never seen so, John Wick. So, like, someone kills his dog. And I hate when... not. Yeah, that's the part where I'm a bit... Mm. No, I just know that there's a dog. There's no dog in this one, though, so that's why I'm a bit confused about the, okay. the John Wick thing. I think maybe it's just a... He... he just gets really violent and for a seemingly small reason. I think that might be the connection. So Hutch is a family man. He's living his mundane life day in, day out. Uh, He does the same thing. And he also works for his father's, um, his father-in-law's business. That's a small detail that is important towards the end. Um, That is until, uh, so he's living his mundane life until, one day, two robbers break into his family's home. So Hutch tries to talk them down and tell them to leave, but then his son decides to intervene and tackles one robber, so the other one holds a gun towards the teenager. Uh, and Hutch has every opportunity to 
hit this robber in the back of the head with a golf club, um, but instead tells his son to let the robber go and the two run away. And so in the aftermath, everyone's kind of questioning him as a father and him as a man. Um, And there are two pivotal moments which break Hutch out of his suburban dad monotony and awakens his bloodthirsty killer instincts. And unfortunately, with this awakening, Hutch catches the attention of some very dangerous Russians. Um, I think you're you're getting the the idea of what kind of movie this is already. So even though Odenkirk very much looks like a suburban dad, he really does actually make a good action hero. Interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't have picked it. No, exactly. Me neither. When I saw the trailers for this movie, I was like, what? Better call Saul? What are you up to? Um, His fighting sequences are brutal. There are many times where I had to hide behind my eyes and I could not look. There's one scene... You had to hide behind Behind my eyes? Behind my eyes? How? How? How did you do that? It took a lot of concentration. Um, (laughs) I had to hide behind my hands. There's this one scene with a knife and a straw and I will say no more about it. Um, But... The best part about it is he actually takes a few hits himself, so it's not completely unrealistic. Um, To sum it up, this movie is dumb, (laughs) but it's also quite funny. Um, There there are many moments in the cinema where people are laughing at the most inappropriate moments. Um, And there are a few jokes sprinkled throughout uh, and they're repeated jokes as well. And there's one very funny scene towards the end. Um, you'll know it when you see it. Um, I think if you wanted to read into this movie, figure out the deep meaning behind it, uh, you could say it's making a commentary on masculinity, or you could say it's a satire of all the films that have come before it. Um, but with all that being said, even though it's dumb and it's overly masculine, I think it's worth it if oh. if, if you're like me and you had dinner and you wanted to go see a movie and there was nothing on and you thought, oh, okay, maybe oh, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like a... That's like a half-hearted, is it worth yeah. it? I mean, it is. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, I can't... It, it is if you've got nothing better to see. Um, or you can wait till it's out on a streaming service. So there was one review on Rotten Tomatoes by a man called Ryan Sirik, who I really, I do want to share this review. It says, like Liam Neeson, who was taken before him, Bob Odenkirk has surprisingly joined the list of violent cinema daddies who would rather catch a body than buy a boat to assuage their quiet discontentment with life. And that sums it up really well. Okay, okay. I, I both of you I'll... look really sceptical. Yeah. I'm so not going to watch it. <laughs> no, I don't think I will either. <laughs> but I, I mean, that review sounds great. Like, that's a well-written review. But, uh, <laughs> look, nah, I watched for it for you, so you're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. doing that. Um, <laughs> moving on to Reality Roundup, we had our <laughs> Finale episode of Married at First Sight for the year on Sunday. And unsurprisingly, a lot went down, guys. A lot went down. Did you watch oh, it? Look. No, I know. Don't worry. <laughs> that was a joke. I read up on it, though, lol, because lol. there's huh. been, like, there <laughs> was a lot. There was a lot. So I believe all of those predictions last week that I made were true, except for one thing. That video well of done. Jason, Johnny, and Georgia talking about Liam that we spoke about never got brought up at the reunion, which was Mm. so disappointing. Mm. I would have loved to have seen those guys try to talk themselves out of it. And a lot of people were bummed that it didn't end up airing as well. So rather than telling everyone off at the finale, what we saw was Liam instead praising Georgia for accepting him and saying, you go through a lot to get where you are. It's not an easy process. And Georgia didn't judge, Um, which is a bit weird because... He refused to even acknowledge her at the dinner party. But he has since shared a video on Snapchat, of all places, which is weird. But it was then reshared everywhere. And in it, he says that he did talk about the video with those guys. Oh. And they just didn't air it. I wonder why. 
So he said, tonight at the very start of the dinner party, we all went to town and questioned Jason about the video. I pulled Georgia up on this video. Georgia sat there and said that she was sorry. And then I said to her, now you're only sorry because you've been caught out. And then everyone else jumped in and we talked about it. Jason just sat there with a smug look on his face and didn't even want to talk about it, which if you've watched any of this season, makes complete sense. Liam added that he was disgusted that he was edited to be made to look like he walked into the room and completely ignored his ex. So there's that. I can't believe they didn't show it. I'm so sad. That was pretty much the whole reason why I watched the finale. (laughs) Though I'm glad that I did just to see the end. So Beck, who is the one who's been calling Bryce out the most for this secret girlfriend, left Mm. the experiment briefly before the final vows because her dog was sick. And I saw this video. I saw it. Oh my god! Gave her a phone, telling her to film herself every day in case they would need any footage. Uh, none of it ended up airing on the show at the time, but the experts did play some during the finale. So in the video, Beck is talking about how she misses Jake, and when she puts the phone down, she greets another man with like a lot of kisses, and you can't quite see mm. him because the dog sort of blocks the view, and then the phone falls. But she, uh, uh, like. She had come home, renewed her vows with Jake, and they stayed together for a little while after that. And then Beck ended up breaking things off with him after Jake mm. had a New Year's peck, like literally like a, with one of the other brides who said that she kissed all her friends that night. That's just what she does on New Year's. Yeah. Never mind the fact that she had totally cheated on him. So yeah. that was this huge bombshell. And it was actually really annoying because her doing that takes away from every time she was going off at price for having a secret girlfriend i'm like that is so disappointing so um and any the bryce thing does come (laughs) up in the finale again and melissa is stupid again believing everything that bryce is saying but the most embarrassing thing though sama you might know this is that beck tried to pretend that that guy was her brother which obviously not. And you don't kissing. like your brother doesn't hug you from behind and kiss you and then yeah. you kiss, 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 kiss. Because you could hear her going like yeah. that. Um, and Jake was in shock after seeing the video. So they'd been on pretty good terms despite breaking up. And um, he like got up. He was like, I'm going to throw up. He felt so sick about it. Wow. And then he revealed in an interview today that he has not spoken to Beck since and is happily dating this influencer, nutrition, food, fitness influencer. <laughs> um, her name's Sophie. I don't know how to say her last name, which is why I've been trying to not say it. <laughs> and um, they've been together for a couple of months so far, I think. So that is that. Bizarre. Seems like a really bizarre season. Yeah, I oh. actually quite enjoyed watching it. Yeah, what were you going to say? I- Marnie, you've spoken about how big maths is. Like yes. I, I assumed like a few hundred thousand people watched it, but you you spoke about it in a previous episode, like over a million people watched it. And I read on the Sydney Morning Herald that an average of one point four million people watched the finale. But apparently that's not good. Like the the least since least watched finale since two thousand and seventeen. Mm. So it's way bigger than I I ever understood. Yeah, I think that people like the So Dramatic podcast, we mentioned them a few times last week. It is hard because they do give everything away. Like Mm, I was able to tell you exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, you predicted everything. (laughs) So I think that makes it harder. I think that takes away from, I mean, I still watched it. I was still interested to see it all happen in front of my, especially because I wanted to see them talk about that video, for God's sake. But yeah. I think that that does take away from people wanting to watch it. Before we wrap up, Marnie, I think that I want to give you a chance to respond to um, a message that I was sent uh, last week, I believe it was. So my... Must I say I was offended? Please go mm, on. Sam, this might be the first... No, you've heard about this too, actually. Um, A dear, dear friend of mine, lovely friend Mia hey she messaged me because I was watching Space Jam and she and her message was I bet Marnie hasn't hasn't ever seen this movie and I responded being like yeah probably lol 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 Marnie doesn't watch anything 
and I wanted to. But then you thought about it. I, I, that, I but I brought this up with you, and you were very upset, and weren't you? I was so upset because, like, I even quote it, <laughs> like in everyday life. Like I always say, and no one ever responds to it. I always go, never heard of him. <laughs> Bugs Bunny Which I do. says that about Bugs Bunny. And I do know that you say that. What is it? And on top of that, we know Marnie likes movies and basketball. So I've combined so them. Mm. I would just like to say Mia, <laughs> very offended. Um, but look, I see where you're coming from. I will try to do better in future. Um <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, I will also say that my sisters and I will often say to each other, <laughs> lemony fresh. So I think that proves it's it. good. Yeah. I'm glad. I- I've picked niche quotes. Yeah. You know? You've done us proud. All right. That's all we have time for today. You know, we've laughed. We've cried. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. This week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. I'll try not to cry next week, but no promises. I'm I'm not going to promise it's that. All right, uh, you cry if you want to. If you're part, <laughs> I haven't cried yet. Maybe I'll cry next week. Maybe you'll cry. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you could please leave us a five star rating and review, because you know we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this, as we've just mentioned. <laughs> Blood. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, sure someone's bled blood. at some point. Yeah, Our like, eyeballs. Uh, you can we hide behind them. <laughs> we hide them behind. <laughs> I can't even talk. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Popfix Podcast, or join us on Facebook. Search the same thing. We will pop up. Sam, where can we find you on Insta? You can find me at underscore Samarose underscore. And Steph, I'm at Steph Nutzo. And you can find me at Marnie Dixit. We'll be back in a week. Chat to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.